Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. I feel like I already know the answer to the first question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Okay. What is your favorite color? Oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> think, oh, I really don't. No, seriously, it's purple. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my I, gosh, I was like, awesome. That was the best look ever. Like I was going to totally blindside. Now it's purple. I literally thought you were going to be like, it's yellow. And I just be like, oh, I feel like you've been like living a lie. <laughs> Yellow and me are just starting to become friends again. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I um, I think I posted something maybe about two weeks ago and I had bought this yellow shirt. Okay. And when I went up in the store, I was like, yeah, no, I can't buy that. And I heard, no, you're going to buy it. I said, no, I, I don't wear yellow. And then it was like, no, you're going to wear yellow. So I brought it home very reluctantly. Okay. And I thought... Oh, like it sat in my closet for a few weeks. And I was like, this isn't so bad. I put it on because I was nearing, you know, the return date. Okay. <laughs> You're like, am I returning this? <laughs> I'm not going to wear. And when I put it on, it actually felt good on my body. And I thought, this is strange. And I could remember the last time I wore yellow. I was maybe five or six in a family portrait. And that was the last time I'd worn it. So yeah. So yellow and me are just becoming reacquainted. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like I only see you wear like darker colors. I do. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, it is. It's definitely different for me, but it's exciting. Yeah. yeah I can't. I love that. Well, yeah. Glad to know that your favorite color is purple though. Cause that would have really just thrown me right off. The rest of the podcast would have been a wash. Cause I would have been like, what? <laughs> What has she been doing? Yeah. I know that the look on your face, that was the best. Maybe I'll like see if I can get like a screen recording of that like moment and like, yeah, share that with everyone. <laughs> what? I was horrified. <laughs> I love it. Love okay. It. What is your favorite either like food or meal? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this. I'm such a bland, bland eater. I love that. Uh, I will never be remembered for my culinary skills. I will tell you that. Um, I have to say that right now I am digging taco salads. Oh, yeah. And deep fried pickles. <gasps> I yeah. tried one for the first time like six weeks ago. Whoa. Have you ever had one? Yes. They're delicious. Okay. So I'm like, I'm behind the times, but it was so good. <laughs> Okay, stuff's getting out of control between the deep fried pickles and the yellow shirt. Like you are, you need to calm down. I know it, it's got to be something to do with this 50th year around the sun. Yeah, new things. It's new things. I'm like jumping out of my skin now, right? Like I'm just taking on all these new adventures. <laughs> that's, that's bizarre. Delicious. Okay, but also taco salad is delicious. So like, I don't think that's bland. I think that's like a good answer. Yeah, I would never make it. <laughs> but to um not yeah. buying it <laughs> will not make but it myself because you want to support the local businesses mm -hmm. and I've been loving the taco salad that's kind of been my go-to yeah okay favorite place you've traveled oh my gosh I think that this is just there's some things that I'm just really see-through on uh, definitely Ireland yeah <laughs> you knew I was gonna say that right yeah it's okay. uh, yeah explain why maybe a little bit if you don't if you're open to that absolutely um so I am the seventh child to my parents who are Irish immigrants but the interesting piece to that is I'm the first Canadian so my siblings my older siblings are Irish born so I'm first Canadian um so Ireland does really hold a pretty special place in my heart uh and it's where all my magic really comes from yeah. One. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. You can't say Ireland as the, for the next answer, but 
<laughs> COVID aside and like no budget, like restrictions, where's the next place you'd want to travel? Oh my goodness. You know what? I really want to go uh, to Arizona. I've never been. Uh, um, I'm really into, I, I'm pretty bland when it comes to travel. I don't do a whole lot of traveling, um, but there's some power places there I'd really like to, to visit. Um, just, yeah, I'm, I'm not very exciting. <laughs> you say that, but I think you're like super exciting. So it, I'm pretty, I'm pretty typical, I think of, you know, what you would think that I would do. That's pretty much I would do. Yeah. Love it. I'm, I'm real homebody roots kind of girl. So travel is not top on my list, which I know that seems very odd, but it's not. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, is it when you travel, like, I feel like you probably pick up on like a lot of energy. So like, would it be overwhelming for you to travel and go to new places? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's overwhelming for me to go to like the mall. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, for me, I guess I haven't really done a whole lot of traveling since I've really stepped into who I am and, and where I kind of fit into this world. Mm -hmm. um, but now that you say that, that's probably why I do kind of reserve myself right. from thinking about doing a lot of traveling because yeah. it probably would be very overwhelming for me. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Like airports and airplanes and oh my gosh. And, you know, when I think back to the times I did travel, that was uh, an issue for me, but I always put it down to my being a Virgo, right? Like okay. having to be kind of perfect. And, and at that time I was very A type personality. Um, I'm a lot laid, more laid back now than what I was years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so that probably plays more into it than I thought. Okay. Interesting. And also mm -hmm. sorry if you hear weird noises, Chloe's like half- snoring half half like coffee of a hairball or something in the background and I'm just like really great timing <laughs> love Chloe she's yeah she's, she's just she's just chilling she's like super relaxed having a great time <laughs> okay so what is either one of your favorite books or maybe like a book that you've like read recently that you're really enjoying okay so I'm gonna have to go with a favorite uh, because I have a really tough time reading new books. Mm. Um, I love books. I've always been an avid reader. I was an avid reader growing up, but probably the last five years, I can buy lots of books, but every time I kind of dive in to read them, I fall asleep. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, and it was very frustrating there for a while because of course you know the first thing is like is there something wrong with me what's going on <laughs> I've come to understand that my guides won't let me read something until I've actually moved into a healing session mm. that might describe um, and then once I've done that I've been you know guided to do that with my guides then they'll let me read it more of as a, as a confirmation so okay New reads aren't in my, you know, it, it's not in my energy field, yeah. um, but uh, a book that really changed the trajectory of my life, The Celestine Prophecy, for mm -hmm. sure. Yes. That's what I read, right? The first one? Yeah. Okay. I was like, did I? I read that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good yeah, book. That's one of the books, especially if I have somebody coming in who hasn't really discovered a lot about energy right it's um, this it might be fictional but it's more factual than it is fictional um apparently uh so I do often I give away more copies than I probably know <laughs> just order them in bulk have like a bookstore at your place <laughs> absolutely but definitely hands down the one book that changed my life Okay, awesome. I can even like link that too. So if people are interested, they can look it up and give yes. it a read. Okay, one last not so rapid fire question. <laughs> <laughs> they never end up being fast, which I love because like, I feel like it's always like the best part of the podcast is just chatting with people and getting to yeah, know. Absolutely. Okay, what is one of your favorite things to do every morning to get grounded before you start your day? 
Oh, so my first thing I do every morning is say thank you. Right. I'm always thanking creator for allowing me to be here. Uh, thank you is a prayer and it's a sign of gratitude. So it's always a big thank you. Um, I always think about what my intention is going to be for the day before getting out of bed. Um, I do once, you know, depending on if I have to shower or what have you, I'll throw some Reiki symbols into my feet and my palms mm. and really just kind of keep myself grounded that way. Nice. You know, I'm such a, it's not even a, you know, a ritual. It's just the way I wake up, to be honest. So That's great. Cause I also feel like everyone could probably just like wake up and practice gratitude in some way. So like, that's such an easy thing that we can all probably incorporate into our mornings. Yeah. You know, it, it's the last thing I do before I go to bed, which is thank mm -hmm. creator for, you know, allowing me to have moved through my day. Mm -hmm. And then when I wake up, cause I'm here because he allows it. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Great answer. So I feel like I've mentioned you or like <laughs> talked to you on the, about the podcast with like Candace, Avery, Rachel, probably Martina as well. So like people are probably like, who the heck is Charlotte? So can you do a little introduction, who you are and the work that you do? <laughs> sure. Uh, so my name is Charlotte Brennan. I am a Reiki master. I am a shamanic practitioner. I'm an Akashic Records reader. I believe in everything mystical and totally woo-woo. Um, I believe I was here, brought here with a purpose um, to help others find themselves in you know, the same way I had to move through and find my own self. Um, but yeah, I love working with people. I love meeting people where they need to be met. And I just really like being able to make a positive impact in this big universe. Love that. Can you describe kind of like the backstory of like how you discovered these gifts of yours? Like you can go like as far back as like childhood or like more recent years, but like when you really kind of stepped into like the work that you do today. Sure. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I, when I look back on my life, um, I've clearly always had gifts. I just didn't know what they were growing up uh, and certainly didn't grow up in a family that were really um, capable of honoring gifts. And, you know, as the time went on, I did discover that my mom clearly had gifts, um, but she grew up in an era where, you know, back in a very Catholic Irish family, that was not something that you kind of shifted into easily. You know, that was a bit of devil's work back then. So I think as she saw my gifts growing, her fears came out and actually started to really kind of push down my gifts. Um, and then when my brother got sick in 2009, everything kind of started rushing back. Mm -hmm. All the things that I had remembered growing up and being able to think and know what he was going to say and what he was going through. And it was just really kind of an eye opener for me. And then back in 2011, actually 10 years ago this week, funny enough, so strange. Oh. Um, I took my oldest son to Texas to, um, for a martial arts training camp. And when we stepped into the hotel to sign in, the woman behind the counter looked at me and said, are you a Reiki master? And at that point, I'd never heard about Reiki. I had no idea what she was talking about. And I, you know, I'm sure I looked at her as if she had three eyeballs. And I said, I have no idea what you're asking me. And she said, you're wearing a chakra bracelet. And I'm actually wearing it today, funny enough. Cool. And she said, I just assumed you were a Reiki master. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you seem so passionate about this. I'll look into it when I get home. Mm -hmm. So while I was in Texas with my son, uh, a call came from my uh, youngest sister and basically said, you know, in two weeks, we're heading off to Ireland. Do you want to come? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how, how do I go from one trip to the next? 
Uh, funny enough, I found myself on a plane traveling to Ireland to a space called Newgrange, uh, which I had heard about by a couple that I had met in Texas. I don't think I knew that part. Right? Wow. Like, random, right? That I would meet this couple. They had just returned from Newgrange. They had told me all about it. And I had put in my thought, I'm going to be going to Newgrange the next time I go to Ireland. So we took off to Ireland um, and I had a really profound experience at Newgrange. And it was in those moments um, of this experience that I knew something was different, mm-hmm. that shifted, um, that everything around me had changed. Mm-hmm. Came home, my girlfriend, who at the time had a metaphysical store, said to me, you know, I'm going to be offering some Reiki. I'm going to bring somebody in. Are you interested? And I was like, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> woman in Texas mentioned something. I had some strange things happening in Ireland. I really needed to explore this. So I can remember being in Reiki level one class and the Reiki master going around and asking everybody, why are you here? And she got me and I said, I don't know. (laughs) And she said, well, what do you mean you don't know? You've never had Reiki? And I said, no. And she said, well, what brought you here? I said, well, I had a woman in Texas ask me if I was a Reiki master. And when Carrie suggested she was going to have somebody in, I thought I really should look into this. And that's why I'm here. And at that point, she said, you know, we can't move forward with this class if you don't know what Reiki is. So she stopped the class, she put me on a a table and she started to do Reiki on me. And she put her hands on me and she went, oh my God, you should have been here 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And at that time I thought, what is going on here? Like, I don't understand any of this. And, you know, we continued and it just, it was unbelievable. And I just kept going back and getting degree after degree. Um, And it just kind of has expanded from there. So in 2011, I started in 2015, I became a Reiki master. I took some time in between some life things that went on and then in 2019 I became a Reiki master teacher second degree and now I do this full time (laughs) right it's I sit back sometimes and I think holy cow how did I move from point a to point b and here I am but it's uh yeah from not having a clue what it was to being fully immersed into it today blows my mind right so cool I love that story and I yeah. don't even know about the Newgrange part in like Texas like that's wild yeah it's it's so crazy and it's so funny because um it wasn't until 2019 that I actually understood and recalled the moment she was talking about that I should have been there 10 years ago wow. and I think like it's so crazy how our life can actually, you know, we look back on it and go, holy doodle, that's where things changed. That's where things transferred. You know, it, it blows my mind. That's so cool. And like, when you're like working with people over like a long period of time, do you ever see those moments in people that you work with? Or you're like, huh? uh, <laughs> always. Yeah. And I, right. Like those are the moments that my soul is smiling. Right. And if, if their eyes were open and they were, you know, they could see me, I'm in my glory. That's when, when people have those moments, you can feel it. You can feel the energy shift. Yeah. Yeah. Your soul just smiles. Yeah. I feel like I've had those moments with you too. And you're just like, <laughs> this moment. And you're just like, huh? Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to go back to my house and go answer emails. Like nothing happened. <laughs> Right. And, and it's so, it's so beautiful because I never know when those moments are going to come. Right. Ever know what a session is going to be. So I can never expect any of them, but when they come, they're so, they're so beautiful to watch. Yes. I love that. 
Can you explain like even just high level what Reiki is for people who don't know? I think I might've mentioned it on the podcast before, but um, yeah, can you just kind of like do a high level, like what it is? Yeah. So, you know, Reiki, when we break it down, Rei means higher power or God's wisdom and Ki means life force energy. So basically what it is, is spiritually guided life force energy. Mm. So energy that one takes in from the universe and we transmit it through our eyes, hands, and feet into the persons that we're working with. Um, so we can work with people, animals, objects. You can work with places. You can transmit the energy. Um, yeah, it's, it's really the energy of loving kindness. So as I'm working with people, what I'm repeating to myself is loving kindness. Loving kindness. Only intention is to input loving kindness into that person. And it helps move some energy blocks. It works with the chakra system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we've got one chakra that's off, it's gonna make all the other chakras imbalanced as well. So as we work through balancing one of them, it automatically can help balance the remainder. So can you kind of describe to, I know like I've obviously had multiple one-on-one sessions with you. So there's more than just like, you know, the classic laying on the table, like what people picture when they think of Reiki, but can you actually just describe kind of that process of like getting on the table and what that's like for yourself, but also like some things that you might experience as someone who's receiving Reiki? Sure. Uh, so for me, it's always different, right? I never really know what to anticipate. And that's because I allow myself to become a hollow bone. What, you know, I sh- kind of swoosh that ego aside and I let whatever needs to come through me, work through me. So sometimes when I'll move someone to the table, because with me, a session is really two parts. The first part is the conversation, right? I've been trained to listen to people, uh, watch their body language, listen to the words they're using. And that comes in my shamanic training more so, where I've really been able to uh, listen to somebody and get a good handle of what might be going on or message w- messages will start coming in to let me know what's transpiring. So once we move from the first half and we move on to the table, once I put my hands on, sometimes I will get um, twinges of pain in my body dependent on where that person is having some issues. So you know, I might feel, you know, like my elbow, my right elbow is sore and that person might be suffering from a tendonitis in their elbow, or I might feel like my hip is sore and that person is suffering from, um, you know, pain in their hip. So it's, it's always dependent on that person. Sometimes it's not a physical ailment. Sometimes I'll have an emotion come over me where, you know, if there's someone who's suffering some depression I may have that sensation come over me. So it just kind of gives me an idea of what the layout is of the person who's with me. Um, And then I'm really guided. You know, most people will have typical hand placements. Uh, For me, this is really an intuitive space. So if I'm at your shoulders and I hear go down to the feet, I'm moving to the feet. There is no rhyme or reason to uh, what for me, and that's not the same for all practitioners, Mm -hmm. but for me, that's how a session will work. Um, Oftentimes I will hear things like somebody's belly is grumbling. If I'm working, you know, on their sacral or their uh, solar plexus, um, sometimes people will have um, bones start to kind of release. So you'll hear cracking. Um, so it it really depends on what that, what's going on inside that person's energetic field. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, on what they're going through is the results that I'm going to see. Oftentimes, you know, I can feel on the bottom of my hand, it's almost like taking your fingertips from your other hand and tapping it. So it'll feel like a bit of a popcorn, um, uh, sensation. If there's a lot of movement, a lot of energy going on in that space, So it it really is dependent from person to person. There's no rhyme or reason. You know, we're all individuals. We're all going through different things. And that transpires differently on the table each time. Yes. And like, and I can say from personal experience, I've had like my stomach rumble. I'm pretty sure I've had like an achy knee. I've had some cracking. I've had lots of twitching. Like I've had, and it's never the same. I feel like every time 
it's a different part of my body or it's like a different sensation, which is interesting. So it's like, I don't know what I'm also getting myself into each time. Yeah. It's funny because I, I share that with people all the time. If you contact me and I tell you what your session's going to be, that's me controlling it. Yeah. That's not my, that's not how I operate. Um, so for me, I never know. I might get an inclination 10 minutes before somebody steps through the door. But other than that, I'm going in blind every time because I don't need to know. This is every person I work with. It's their journey. It's not my journey. So whatever has to transpire, they've already come to that understanding, whether, you know, consciously or subconsciously with their guidance team, how it's going to transpire. And I'm just here really to facilitate. That's it. Yeah. You know, never know. It's, it's exciting. And I can guarantee you it's one session is never going to be the same as the next because you are a different person walking in that door than you are leaving. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, 100% is a transformation that quickly. Yeah, no, that's so true. No, thanks for explaining that. Cause I think people are interested in Reiki and they're intrigued by it, but like, I don't know what happened with me. I just kind of signed up. <laughs> I had literally no idea. Um, yeah. so kind of nice to even just like know that like, even just the fact that you'll be laying on a table and like, there'll be like hand placements. It's kind of like good, I think, for people to like visualize mm-hmm. and they might experience sensations and that's totally normal and they can be different. So I think that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The, the sensations can range from, you may feel, people are guaranteed to feel heat underneath my hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially from the minute somebody walks through that door, my hands are on fire. Like they're, they're, Um, so, you know, it, I, that person may feel they're guaranteed to feel heat underneath my hands. They may feel kind of like pins and needles underneath my hands. They may feel like surges of energy. They're going to see in their mind's eye, uh, probably, uh, what we call the colors are going to kind of glob together. I always describe it kind of like a lava lamp, Mm -hmm. like they're going to come together and then they're going to separate, or you're going to see geometric shapes, shapes much like a kaleidoscope in your mind's eye. Some people have memories come up. Some people have what feels like premonitions. It really is so individualistic that it's, you know, I'll try and before I get somebody on the table, give them an idea of what they can expect. And this, it's as normal too, to have nothing, Okay. right? Feel absolutely nothing. And I think it, that is really dependent upon where the person I'm working with is in their journey. Mm. Oh, like we think back to uh, the first time you and I met, (laughs) right? It was like, you know, they wanted you there five years beforehand. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It it was like fast and furious as you came through. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Won't forget that day. That's for sure. No, I mean, you were so great. Um, you were, <laughs> I chuckle, right? Like I, I still have to have a good chuckle. Oh yeah. But, you know, some people come in having a lot of, you know, um, experience or information with Reiki or energy work. This really is more like an intuitive energy piece um, where I'm, I'm allowing whatever needs to transpire to transpire through me. I'm here not only as a guide, but as uh, a resource, right? I'm always happy to carry on the conversation beyond a session. I'm here for the journey, right? Whatever that journey is, however long that person wants me on that journey with them, I'm in it. That's, that's my work. Okay. So another thing you mentioned too, and then I think you mentioned since like the first session I had with you was spirit guides. And <laughs> I remember I had, I think it took me like probably four or five sessions to even understand <laughs> what it was. I think I was so closed off that I was like, I'm just going to not think about this, but can you explain the idea of spirit guides and how like it can be someone that you've never met, maybe someone you met and how you receive those messages, but also maybe how you can open yourself up to receive them yourself. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, spirit guides can be, uh, it can be many things. It can be um, an angel. 
It can be um, a loved one who has passed on. It can be an entity that you've never met. It can be an animal, right? It, it can be so many things. Those guides are there kind of to bring you through the journey of your life. So sometimes if you go to do something, you might hear, yeah, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That oftentimes is a guide. That's oftentimes not just your thought in your mind, but it's a guide kind of bringing that information into you to kind of set you either in motion or get you to move and stop the motion. Um, So some of us have guides. um, Some of our guides are there from the moment we're born. You know, some of them will be called a guardian angel. And some we kind of um, begin to gather as we move through our path. Um, They're always there for our highest good. They're always there to bring us through the toughest of times and challenges. And they're there as a partnership. Mm -hmm. So when, when we do get an opportunity to meet, whether we want to call it a spirit guide or a power animal, we want to cultivate a relationship with entity um, so that they can learn to rely on us as much as we wish to rely on them. So it really becomes a relationship. Okay. You would have with a friend or a partner uh, just on a different level. Right. Right. So what I say to people, there are things you can do. You can journey um, to meet some of your guides. You can do a meditation to meet your guide. It really is about shutting off all of the noise, moving inward, and listening to what's going on with inside of you. Oftentimes, you know, we've grown up and we've been told not to use our imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, things like your imagination is going to get the better of you. Well, if one thing I discovered when I stepped onto this path, my imagination is what fuels it because it's my imagination that allows me to be open to experiencing, hearing, expressing, feeling what they're trying to share with me. It really is about um, being able to bring yourself to a vibrational level where we're not in fear, right? Cause we can't be in fear and be high vibrating. And the more we can bring our vibrational level up, the easier it is to connect. You know, and I hear that a lot of times when people are going through grief, um, they're, they're often upset that their loved ones hasn't sent them the sign or they've not heard the messages. Well, sometimes we have to move out of that sadness mm. and as move out of that sadness, raising that vibration, it allows us to connect. It's like a telephone cord that has to connect, right? right? And you have the same vibration. So sometimes people will have a difficult time connecting in. And that just, you know, it may take some self-work to get your. Interesting. And like, and I'm saying this from personal experience, but also because I know a lot of people probably struggle with the same thing, but how do you like almost trust that like intuition and those messages? Because it's so easy to just be like, oh no, that's just like, I'm just going to ignore that, whatever, when it could be a direct (laughs) message. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, it's tough. The trust takes time, Mm -hmm. right? Really kind and allow yourself to test it. Okay. Um, So my capacity to trust has grown over 10 years. And I can hear a message and I trust that message with everything in me because I I know what it is. I know how it feels. I know that even though it's coming from within my own mind, within my own head, it's not the same voice. It's not the same intonation. It's very specific. It's very direct. So as we move through and we test those limits, we learn to um, engage in that trust and be able to uh, fully create this relationship. It's like learning to trust another human, mm. right? How do we move through that? How do, how do we know when someone is um, being genuine? Right. Do we feel that in our system? There are techniques that you can go through. I, I will take people through you know, uh, this one technique where they kind of become quiet, sit within, we tell ourselves, a complete untruth, absolute untruth, see where that settles in our being, 
then shift our mindset to a complete truth and where that settles in our being. And then just sit for a few minutes, moving back and forth from telling yourself the untruth to the truth, and then start to feel where you can sense what a truth feels like within you and what an untruth feels like within you. It really is, you know, you're not going to get it like that. Right. Right. It's like working out. This is building a muscle. You're building. It takes time. It takes um, failing. Yeah. Honest to goodness. It takes failing. It takes thinking you heard a message, ignoring it, and then discovering, oh, shit, that was a message. Right. Right. So it is trial and error. It's about getting to know these um, guides as well as you would get to know your close friends because these guides are as good for you as your close friends. Mm-hmm. So you want, want to make sure you cultivate that relationship. Yeah. And I think one thing that's helped me personally with my personality is like working with yourself because when you pass on messages, it's like, I know that you are in that space where like you're passing on, well, you're passing on messages. Right. So it's like, I trust it. So I think that's like helped me be like more open to it. Whereas if I just started out without like meeting you and trying to do that work on my own, I think I would have just fallen fat, flat on my face, to be honest. Right. It's kind of nice to like, you almost are like a reassurance. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, think about your own journey. Yeah. What, what, what messages came through for you the first day <laughs> that, that actually hit home so much they were validating for you that they were absolute messages, yep. right? That creates that container of trust. And then as you've moved through, you know, the, the person who came through the first time was not whom you expected. No. And then the second time, I think it was the second time, the person you firstly expected came through. Right. Right. So, you know, it can always, and I always say to people, don't come in with an expectation because if you come in with an expectation, that's ego. Right. And you're going to leave unhappy. Yes. <laughs> right. Hopefully not unhappy, unhappy that you didn't get what you were looking for, but happy with the other things that you're going to receive. Totally. So I, you know, don't have any expectations, be completely open because spirit knows spirit and our guides know what we need and they bring it forward in their timing never in ours, right? Because we, we don't see the big picture. They do. So they know what needs to come through at the time that it needs to come through. Uh, and that's where I fully trust 100. Yeah, so true. So I think <laughs> in that first session I had with you, literally did not know who you were, didn't know what Reiki was, like pretty much at all. I think I was crying in like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Just like, what? Just crying to like really a stranger just casually. So it just, you know, the time and clearly I was just open to it and it was time. So, yep. (laughs) And it was so beautiful, right? I mean, it came, it, all of it came at a time that you needed to hear it at impact level Mm -hmm. that needed to feel it. Right. Because if you not felt that you may not have stepped back in. Totally. They, They knew what you needed in order to get you on the path. Yes. And I well, like I've I've had so many experience in my life. And you know, we often talk, I often joke about it how I've had these series of unfortunate events happen in my life. Right. But every unfortunate in quotes event has left me with so much experience and wisdom that when somebody comes in, I will hear, okay, you're going to tell them this story. Yeah. Okay. Tell them this story. That's part of the shamanic piece of me. The shamanic piece uh, is that training that says we tell healing stories and my healing stories are my own stories. So they will share with me the story line that I'm to share. That's make the impact that that person needs. So it can range anywhere from my journey through cancer. Right. uh, journey through an abusive relationship, my journey through working in the law, my journey, it, it can, you know, my journey in losing a sibling, in losing my parents, 
it can encompass anything. And I, when they, when that person comes in and I hear, okay, you're on, tell them this story. I don't question that story comes out. So even for you, the story that came out, <laughs> a very personal story of my own, but it, it hit. Yeah. Impacted you where you needed to feel it. Right. So that like, holy cow, I'm in the right place. Of yeah. course, you might have thought that in that moment. <laughs> I think I was like, and um, can I leave? <laughs> can I back out this door still? Like, just casually shuffle out? <laughs> right? And, and that's the thing is it's, I, I get this feeling that from them, I have that first session to really engage someone. Right. So they're going to give me everything that person needs because there's no way I could have known any of what was going on in your life. No. I didn't know you any more than you knew me. Right. But was able to share with you things or share even messages that totally hit home. Right. That's me. I'm not doing that work. I'm just a hollow bone between you and your guides. Right. You doing the work because they, believe it or not, brought you to me. Right. And they brought you to me because there was something in your life path that reflected my own. Mm. And that gave me the capacity to relate with you, the capacity to have empathy and understand, right? How do you, how do you listen to someone help guide you if that person hasn't already moved through those moments in their own life? Mm, interesting. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Right. Cause like maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact if I went to a different practitioner, not that they weren't good, but maybe no. the impact wouldn't have been the same. Right? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to say, right. You're going to get what you need from each protect from each practitioner. Right. It's um, my, for me, I know without fail that if someone comes through my door, it's because there's something in my life that will mirror what they're going through. Guaranteed. Interesting. Okay, one thing I want to ask about too, because you've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, and I know this about you, but I actually don't know much about it. So you're okay. a shamanic practitioner. Yeah. Can you explain yeah. what that is and like how I guess you work with people with that? <laughs> yeah. So um, shamanic practitioning really is about working with people on an energetic level, but perhaps at a in a different space, right? So it is a spiritual practice and it's a calling, right? It's something uh, I have to say most people on the shamanic path that I've met started with Reiki. Okay. Okay. So it se there seems to be a pattern, right? Uh, even my Akashic uh, instructor started with Reiki, went shamanic, right? It just seems to kind of be this flow that moves through. So when we talk about working shamanically, that's where I use the term being a hollow bone. Okay. Gotcha. Move, um, where I move my ego aside and I really just allow all of the messages that need to come in from the helping spirits, uh, to help me with the person that I'm working on. Um, sometimes we'll move through a journey, which is, you know, laying down on the, on the table with the drum beat going uh, to bring you through an event in your mind. Um, sometimes it's really me using the drum and letting the helper spirits do the work. So it's working with, with spirit yet again, okay. but on a different level. Okay. Interesting. And can you explain Akashic records as well and how that works? Cause that's like, I know you and I have had this conversation and it's like a recent training that you've done, but you realize that you're already yeah it really <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 so hard for me to distinguish one from the other okay. because what has come to me came to me organically mm. it was something that I really um fell into you know this instruction mode of trying to create it's something that came quite easily and I I liken that to having grown up with a mom who obviously had very good intuitive gifts, mm -hmm. except her ego always got in the way. Mm. Right? So there's magic on both sides of my family. My dad's mom was a, uh, she read tea leaves. Oh. Um, my mom herself had gifts, uh, which, you know, she didn't ever embrace. So it was difficult. 
growing up in a family like that. But uh, Akashic Records. So an Akashic Record is the belief that there is a record for each soul. And that record contains what that soul has moved through, past, present, and future. So it often is like this compendium of all the universal events, thoughts, words, emotions that this soul is going to go through. And when I sit with somebody to do an Akashic Records reading, what they do is they can bring me through stations of this person's life that have had importance for them in current time. So one, and I can share this because I asked her this morning if I could use her as an example. Uh, I was working with a lady probably, probably about a month and a half ago. I'm really bad with time. <laughs> I have no sense of time. It, it really doesn't stick with me. Um, so probably about a month and a half ago. And when I was reading her Akashic records, it was like one door after the other. So they would bring me through one door and I would explain what I was being given by what we call the keepers, right? So they're the keepers of the information. Uh, it is a, a guidance team that I also work with on different realms, right? And on different um, levels. So when I went in, there was all of these doors and I would go through one door and they would give me the information that they wanted me to share with her. And then they would bring me to another door and they'd give me an information of what, what they want me to share. So it's almost like I kind of go into a bit of a trance. Mm, interesting. I'm not a full on trance. I'm still fully aware of what's going on, but I've kind of moved myself into a different dimension. And as I'm sitting through this, I'm explaining to her what I'm seeing and being shared uh, in each door. And at the end of it, when I came out, um, she was able, I was able to even describe to her uh, when she was at the um, pyramids to describe where she was standing, where a star was located, the whole nine yards. I was able to give her exactly her experience there and several other experiences that I'm not really sure she had understood were such an important role right. in her development. Yeah. But that by far the coolest. That is so interesting. So cool. Because I'd never seen these doors before. Okay. And it was so funny because at one point um, they took me through water, but they wouldn't let me leave the water. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not moving this journey along. And she's like, oh, water. I'm a water sign. I'm like, thank you. And all of a sudden it was back on, right? It, so it's, you know, it, it brings you through a whole different journey, but it, it was, it was amazing. I've, that was by far the coolest. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks to that person for letting you share as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the thing, right? You always have to have permission to yeah. share. Yeah. And that's why I always talk like about my experience openly, because I'm comfortable with doing that. So it's like an example that you can freely <laughs> give without being worried, right? Like you can Absolutely. share, we can chat about it. You can share your experience working with me. Cause it's like, I'm an open book that way, but you can't obviously just go and talk about other clients. So no, because I, I texted her this morning. I was like, do you mind if I share? And she's like, absolutely. And I thought this, you hadn't put the Akashic stuff in, you know, what questions you might ask. And I like, mm, I heard that was where you trust, right? I heard she's going to bring up the Akashic work. Get an example. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know me, I could talk with you for literally hours, like we did, I think a couple of weeks ago, and it was like just a catch up, but it was like two hours later. Um, but just like one final kind of wrap up question, what is one simple thing that someone can do who is maybe very new into their spiritual practice, um, whether it's like as simple as just like meditating, maybe it is trying Reiki? Is there just like one or two things that you would recommend? You know what? I firmly believe sitting quiet with yourself, mm -hmm. uh, tapping in to where the direction is that you think you need to go, asking the questions, asking the questions of those people who you're, who you hear or who you're guided. If someone keeps mentioning someone's name, that's an indication that you should be moving in that direction right? 
paying attention to your surroundings. Are you seeing a book pop up all the time? You know, describing certain types of practitioners, um, you know, so it's, I don't even know if practitioners is a word. What the it heck is, now, if it is, it is. <laughs> and, um, so really, you know, paying attention, become more an observer in your life, mm. observe what's going on around you and then moving in that direction. Don't think too hard, get out of your head as humans we tend to put these barriers in front of ourselves. Spirituality is not that difficult. We need to hone it down. We need to hone it in. We need to make it less complicated because we have complicated the heck out of it. And there's no, it's so simple. Love it's that. so simple. All within. All right. Well, thank you so much for well sharing your personal stories as always also just sharing your wisdom. I appreciate it. Again, we could chat for so long, but maybe we'll do a part two. This is like a nice introduction to like the different type of work that you do. So I feel like this is kind of like a good start and also, you know, introducing you to the podcast community because they're probably like, who the heck is Charlotte? Because I've only heard her name about 10 times in other episodes. Elusive, right? I don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? Okay, so I am on Instagram. It's Purple Reiki Girl. Um, or you can shoot me an email, which is purplereikigirl at outlook.com. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook under Charlotte Brennan or Beyond the Purple Door is my business. Perfect. I'll link all of that in the show notes so people can find you and I'll include your Instagram handles as well. But again, thank you so, so much for You're being so on the podcast. I'm just so excited. That you joined and I just love this conversation. All right, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com.